Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read a page of The Wise Man's Fear and then talk about it. This is page 814. We came to a grassy ledge with a leaning tree clutching tight to the bare face of a cliff. Beside the tree was a thick wooden door, one of the hidden Adam homes. Shaheen knocked and opened the door herself. Inside, it wasn't cave-like at all. The stone walls were finished and the floor was smooth wood. It was much larger than I'd expected, too, with a high ceiling and six doors leading deeper into the stone of the cliff. A woman sat at a low table, copying something from one book into another. Her hair was white, her face wrinkled as an old apple. It occurred to me that this was the first person I had seen reading or writing in all my time in Herit. The old woman nodded a greeting at Shaheen, then turned to Vashet, and her eyes crinkled around the edges. Gladness. Vashet, she said. I did not know you were returned. We are come for a name, Magwin, Shaheen said, polite formal entreaty. A name? Magwin asked, puzzled. She looked from Shaheen to Vasha, then her eyes moved to where I stood behind them. To my bright red hair and my bandaged hand. Ah, she said, growing suddenly somber. Magwin closed her books and came to her feet. Her back was bent, and she took small shuffling steps. She motioned me forward and walked a slow circle around me, looking me carefully up and down. She avoided looking at my face, but took hold of my unbandaged hand, turning it over to look at the palm and the fingertips. I would hear you say something, she said, still looking intently at my hand. As you will, honored shaper of names, I said. Magwin looked up at Shaheen. Does he mock me? I think not. Magwin made another circle of me, running her hands over my shoulders, my arms, the back of my neck. She moved her fingers through my hair, then stopped in front of me and looked me fully in the eye. Her eyes were like Elodin's, not in any of the details. Elodin's eyes were green, sharp, and mocking. Magwin's were the familiar Adam Gray, slightly watery and red around the edges. No, the similarity was in how she looked at me. Elodin was the only other person I had met who could look at you like that, as if you were a book he was idly thumbing through. When Magwin met my eyes for the first time, I felt like all the air had been sucked out of me. For the barest of moments, I thought she might be startled by what she saw, but that was probably just my anxiety. I had come to the edge of disaster too often lately, and despite how well my recent test had gone, part of me was still waiting for the other shoe to drop. That's the page. I'm Nick. I'm Joanna. I'm Jeremy. Okay, I have things. I have so many things. I was going to try and like start this with being like hey remember yesterday when i said i i was waiting till the next page turns out i don't have anything and then i was gonna like pull it out from from under myself and be like waha i do have things but i'm too excited i have things i have things to say um oh my god where do i start i'm gonna start at the end of the page so the end of the page feels like it's on purpose i know it's not at the end of the page in my book but still feels like it's on purpose because the next start of the page is like bam name go okay that was my first note okay i have more notes I'm really excited. Should I let you guys have a turn? <laughs> no, no. I love the energy. <laughs> all right. All right. So I am very excited to meet Mogwin. Uh, something about this name is super evocative of something else. And I a don't Mog-Li? know what it is. And it drives... What? I, I think a, a it's Mog-Li? Magwitch. It reminds me of Magwitch from uh, Great Expectations. I don't know what Great Expectations is. So it's not that. What did Baramie say? A Mogwai is a gremlin from the movie Gremlins. That's it. That's it. That is the thing that was eating at my brain. Thank you. I I was going to say, I was like, what it really, what the word made me think of was the movie The Dark Crystal, if you've seen it, but which is also puppet related. So anyway, 
yeah, that was that was what that name remind me of. Okay, so that's note number one. And then to the actual like story, there's little descriptors here that I feel like are really interesting. And also, I think that Mogwin is the oldest person we've met in Adem other than Shaheen. Like I feel like up to this point, the like eldest person of the Adem appeared to be Shaheen. Yes, but I feel but, that Magwin is an order of magnitude older than Shaheen. Exactly. Like, she's, like, the generation previous to Shaheen. Yeah, she's, um, a, she's a wizened crone as opposed to, like, a grandmother. Sure. That. Anyway, uh, I thought that was kind of interesting because it's like, oh, you thought you knew the oldest lady in this village? Turns out there's more. Um, <laughs> the little details about her that I like that are really interesting are things like how how she's wrinkled like an old apple. Like, I feel like normally when you're reading a book and someone's like, oh yeah, someone's wrinkled, it'll be like, I don't know, not an old apple. But an old apple is exactly, that makes perfect sense. But I feel like it's not something I've actually seen in a book before. So I like it a lot. It's very verisimilitudinous. I have Um, seen that description before and I believe that it's meant to communicate like, she's like in her 90s, if not older than that, right? Like she is like a shriveled up, like I say, She's a wizened crone. She's real old. Well, like, I have old apples in my fridge because we keep them for uh, for for making applesauce with. I, like, have a perfect idea of what that would look like as a human face. <laughs> so, so I'm like, yes, perfect. Yeah. It's like Clint Eastwood's <laughs> neck. Like, if ever you've taken a look at Clint Eastwood's <laughs> neck. <laughs> you know I'm right. You're laughing because you know I'm right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. So there's that, but also the watery eyes thing. It did not occur to me till I like read it on this page, but yeah, a lot of the people I know who are like very old, like mid seventies and over have very watery eyes. And I never really thought about that as being like a thing that happens to you when you get older, but I guess it does. Uh-huh. Yeah. It, it, it just like, it like just did not occur to me. Until it was written down and I and I and I read it and I was like, oh holy shit, that's true. <laughs> I think I think that's everything. It's not. It's not everything I lied. Um <laughs> hands, because she's she's turning his hands over. What do you make of her eyes, Jordana? Besides the wateriness. Uh well that they're like Elodin's, which is like I figured one of you would make that note. Well well, what do you think is significant about the fact that her eyes are like Elodin's eyes? And that she's reading him like a book. Well, she's probably like so. He introduces, or no, he he greets her as the shaper of names, which uses the word shaper. And we know that there's the shapers and the namers. But the whole like he sucks the air out of, or she, yeah, she sucks the air out of out of him sort of thing feels like a names thing. Yeah, I mean, I think that he's actually wrong, right? She's not a shaper; she's a namer. I- Yes. Yeah, she's a namer. Like Elodin, she has his eyes because she looks at the world the same way Elodin does. And then she literally names him. She's the person who gives the names, the true names to the people. Yeah. She's a namer. Well, she is a shaper of names, which makes it feel like she's a shaper, but she's definitely also a namer. Maybe she's both. Maybe she's both. That's why I think she says, does she, does he mock me? Because like oh. she goes, why would he put namer and shaper in the same sentence? Mm-hmm. Or maybe he's being overly formal. I don't know what that means, but it is. Yeah, I think Foth thinks he's being like extravagantly verbose and formal. And I think that when she, when she asks Shaheen, is he making fun of me? He thinks 
that she thinks that he's making fun of her because he's being kind of pompous and grandiose. But I think, Nick, that you're completely right that what she actually means is, is he calling me a shaper? Those motherfuckers? I hate those guys. Yeah, and this is another example of Quoth maybe saying, like, unknowingly saying the right thing or perhaps the wrong thing. Yeah, just, you know, it's weird to get that phrase, the shaper, here. Unbidden. Do you think that she is, in fact, startled by what she sees in him? Yes, I think that she like looks into him and she sees the same darkness that Shaheen and Vashet see. I think she also sees, oh, this guy also is a namer. And I don't think that co my compatriots know that because I don't think they fully understand what it is that I do. Considering what she asks him on the next page, I think that she that's something she's clued into by looking into his soul or whatever. Sure. I feel like Rothfuss does a really good job on this page of like communicating social relationships very quickly using his ingenious device of the hand talk. Cause all we need to know when Shaheen speaks to Magwin, Magwin does not treat Shaheen with particular deference. She nods a greeting, but she doesn't do anything more formal than that. And then the first thing Shaheen says to Magwin is a polite formal entreaty, which immediately gives us a sense of like, this is a person that Shaheen owes respect and deference to she can't boss her around she is asking her politely to do something which gives us an idea of where magwin's social standing is in the community so they enter magwin's like oh but shit nice to see you kind of kind of deal and then when she finds out that like they're there for a name that that name is for quotes she gets somber and is it like she was excited to see Vashet and then yes exactly and then was like that. oh well, you're just here because you want me to do my job you're not actually here because you love me yeah, well, <laughs> you know a bit of a spoiler here that it's implied that they are related on tomorrow's page and so i think that she's like oh my granddaughter's here to visit me oh it's business and it's this guy i've heard about with the hair and the hand they want me to give this guy a name. It, it, this is not a social call. <laughs> so I think that's exactly it, Jordana, is that she's a little bit bummed that that the kids are visiting, but they want something. As all parents are when their adult children visit and want something instead of just to say hello. Yeah. We have a letter today. Mailbag. This is from Staminus Thane, who writes on names. Hi, pagers. I've been waiting for something meaningful to write, and today inspiration struck. I've listened to the episode for page 775, where we are introduced to Celine, Quoth's Adam's sparring partner. Jeremy and Jordana agreed to pronounce her name like Celine, which is a French name similar to the Greek word for, any guesses? The goddess of the moon, Celine. The moon! Well, kind of, depending how strict you are with the spelling. Celine's Greek homophone, Selene, means the moon. The spelling with the C is more similar to the Roman Kalinus, meaning heavenly, moon adjacent but less direct. I thought it was a little fun nod to the moon imagery in the book. The Celis flower stands out as being a deliberate naming choice with moon connotation. I wonder why Rothfuss named this character Celine. Perhaps you can ask him when he finally agrees to be a guest on the podcast. Sending much love to all three of you and heaps of appreciation for your dedication to the pod and the listeners. Signed, Stamina Thane. See, I don't think that we're meant to connect that character with the moon and therefore, I don't think that we're meant to pronounce the name that way because it might lead a reader to think of the Greek moon goddess who is commonly referred to as Selene, although the actual pronunciation would be Selene. I, I, I'm quite taken with the idea that it's a joke 
on named Kellyanne or something like that. I Yeah, I truly hope that as well. I really hope that it's a pun on Kellyanne. Like, I know I haven't been pronouncing it that way because it's very difficult for my brain to actually read that word that way. And it becomes, like, very difficult to do on purpose, to do automatically. Anyway, whatever, you get the idea. It's hard to do, so I don't do it, but I do hope that it is in fact supposed to be pronounced Kellyanne because that would be so freaking funny. <laughs> now, who knows, maybe she'll come back. Maybe Rothfuss has plans for her. This is another character I wouldn't mind following later on if there's like a novella or another story about a, a grown-up, you know? I think we mentioned that. She would be a, a prime protagonist for another story. Yeah. Well, why don't we mosey on down the dusty trail to tomorrow's episode of Page of Wind, y'all.